Your brand, your story, your message lays the foundation for everything your business is and how you will market that business. The message needs to be clear to you, to your team, and to the world. If you are not clear about what direction to give your team, how is it going to flourish? How is it going to move forward? That message you put out into the world needs to reflect who you truly are because it's going to attract people to you. They are coming in the door expecting to meet the person, experience the business they saw online. But when it doesn't match up, leads can go cold. There's nothing more disappointing than meeting, for example, on Instagram, a coach that you really like and you listen to your content. Well, let me book a call with them just, just to, to, to see what they offer. And then when they show up, they're someone completely different. Be sure that you are being you through and through so that you can not only win business online, but retain it. But how do you be you in your brand? It's not always as easy as it sounds. And my guest, Karina Belmonte, who coaches entrepreneurs to build a personal brand with clarity and purpose, is here to share all the insights into building and sharing your story to build a strong personal brand. It's really understanding your experiences to see what they have in common and to see how you can use them to help others. There could be thousands of people who do what you do, but no one has your story or your experiences. Want to learn how to leverage it to win business online? It's coming up. Keep listening. This is Passion to Purpose and the Power of Digital Marketing. Hi, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, where I partner with passionate business owners to help them show up with purpose, build a strong digital presence, and bring in more leads online. And I want to enable you to do more of what you love because my passion is helping you grow yours. But hey, how are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for inviting me, Lindsay. It's an honor to be here in your podcast. Thanks. I've been wanting to talk with you again since you actually had me on a live on Instagram. And today I want to talk more about building your personal brand and how important that is before you even get into the marketing side of things. Exactly. You know? Very important. Yeah. But first I actually want to hear, because I don't know too much about your backstory. So I'm curious about, you know, how you started your business, you know, why you started it and you know, what you're so passionate about. Okay. So I started my business three years ago. I was a video producer for over 10 years. I worked CNN, Univision, USA Today, uh, events. I covered events in Miami as freelancer. I worked with entrepreneurs, agencies, and so all that was 10 years, a little bit more if you count the intern years, but you know, those were right, the right. that I usually <laughs> don't count, but you know, that's part of it. Yeah. So I was, when I was interning, I was learning about video production, video editing, uh, you know, everything that had to do with the behind the scenes. And I loved it and I enjoyed it. I started working in news. So when you work in news, you learn about speed. You learn oh, about yeah. you need just to understand what is going on, cut it and publish it and do it fast. Like, and there's no range of error. Like you do a mistake and it goes to the network, that is heads rolling. Like mm. so stressful. stressful. Yeah. And also I that's how I started, but I didn't want to continue in that field. First of all, because I saw my boss losing his family because he was all the time involved in the news, mm. being a correspondent and working for CNN. So it's, it's exhausting. So an exhausting wow. work, being a producer, being a correspondent. So yeah. I started there. I learned about video editing, production, and, you know, teamwork. That's how I, yeah. where I started. 
But yeah. early on, I, I really knew that I didn't want to be focused on news. Like that's when I was like, no, I, I don't mm -hmm. want that. I don't want to be all the time intoxicated with what's going on in the world. So that you know, I, I gotta, I gotta stop you there real quick because it's funny because I considered back in my college days when I was studying communications and all that, that was actually one path I was thinking of going on too. It was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to, you know, be on the news, like be a news anchor, you know, do that sort of thing. I loved, I loved, you know, the journalism side of things, but then for the exact same reason, I was like, you got to be on like all the time. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. It's all the time, Lindsay. And I'm like, oh, I was so tired. I was like, I cannot do this. Like, I yeah, can't. yeah. Like, I need my creative juices. So, yeah, that's exactly. Right. And then I graduated from college and where I, where I was born in Venezuela. And then I came here yeah. and I started working in um, production and commercials and creative projects. So, it was much, much more fun. I yeah. work with USA today, but only doing fun things, like creative things, events, food mm -hmm. events, like nice things, cool things. And for entrepreneurs, I did the same thing, promotional videos, marketing videos, all of that. But after 10 years of being focused on that, I was like, you know, I want to do something different. Just mm -hmm. want to change. And pandemic hit and all the projects that I had lined up got canceled because obviously no oh, one yeah. touch each other. No one wants to, you know, it right. It was the first time for everyone in the world experiencing a pandemic. Yeah. So that uh, that March of 2020, I decided that I wanted to learn something new. And I invested in a coach that helped coaches become coaches. So I yeah. said, hey, I want to learn how to become a coach because I don't know absolutely anything about it. I just hear that everybody's a coach. Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn how to be a good coach. Right. So that started in March 2020. I started learning. It was a year of learning and really understanding if coaching was for me, you know, yeah, that yeah. Was, I wanted to know, I didn't want to jump and have an, uh, a offer and everything right there. I wanted to also understand if I wanted to be a coach, mm -hmm. like, yeah. I didn't want to go just because it was a trend or because everybody was doing it. I needed to like it. You right. Know? You have to have some passion there to fuel you to keep going, especially when it's your own business and there's going to be a lot of work you need to put in. You have to have more than just. Oh, it can make me good. You know, it can make me money. Yes. Gotta be a more. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that my first year as establishing my coaching business was trial and error is really understanding who I wanted to work with. If I wanted to do this mm -hmm. and if I saw myself 10 years from now or 20 years from now doing this, like, yeah. so anyone that wants to start coaching or anything new, become a chef or pivot their whole career. Like at least take a few months or a year to really see if this is something that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that takes time, you know, and everyone that I talk to, including you just now telling your story, there's always, you know, it's, you don't, you don't just like, you know, leave college or, I mean, for some people I'm sure they do. And it, I think it's more rare, but you try things as you go through those, you know, first, I guess, years in adulthood, right after college and all that. And you're trying all these different things, different jobs, and you really start to see what you want to do and where you want to be. And I feel like so many of us then when the pandemic hit, like it was like the opportunity for all of us to be like, okay, you know what? We've been thinking about this. Let's just dive in and do it. Now's the time. Because I'm I'm very similar in that way where I was work I worked for ten years for a company I was doing their marketing 
Um, and everything, like I had built up this entire marketing department and I had always though wanted to have my own business. I knew I always wanted to have my own business. A perfect opportunity comes up and it's like, well, I have a lot of extra time on my hands. Let's see, let's market the heck out of this and see what, what, what happens. And it was like, you know, faster than you think you have enough clients to now, you know, quit that job and start your own thing. And it's just awesome. I don't know. It's just an awesome feeling. It is. It is. It's like the work you put in is flourishing. So, yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, you discover so much about yourself and mm-hmm. there's so much self-development and entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's not what people tell you in Instagram or TikTok. Oh, it's about the money, about the thing, about the jets, about the girls, about the champagne. It's <laughs> about the self-discovery of who you are. And if you are ready to face the failures, mm-hmm. and ready to hear the no's mm-hmm. and your self-awareness, like it's, it's impressive. Like when you start to, when you are three years in, four years in, how you grow as a human and oh my gosh, yeah. entrepreneurship gives you that. Yeah. 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 Not that we're entrepreneurs, but I believe that yeah. <laughs> a career won't give you that self-development that entrepreneurship can give you. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Cause even because, you know, even when I did have my job, like I loved what I was doing. Um, it was just, there was a something missing. Like there was a part missing that, you know, I hate to use the word control because I don't want to sound like a control freak, but there's kind of like, you have this, you have this part of it that you don't have control of and you don't have control of, I guess, that more creative vision, where you want it to go and how you want it to develop. You're kind of just sitting there being told what to do. You do it, you pump out the work and then you go home, right? There's, there's, but when you're the entrepreneur or you're the business owner, a small business owner, you get to just build something, right? You get to build it from nothing. And that's so rewarding. And to agree with you, I what I, because I worked in corporate, I did, I mm-hmm. worked in so I know what it is to do a nine to five. And even though I wasn't a nine to five, I dreaded being there. I was like, oh, it's going to be five. Years. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to go. <laughs> I didn't want to be. Yes. Oh, and the worst part for me was the worst part for me was where those days where, you know, maybe the day before I was really in a creative mode and I pumped out a lot of work and I got everything done. I needed to get done. So then I come in the next day and I'm like, I have nothing to work on. So I literally just have to sit there and it just feels like such a waste. Like, man, there's so many things I could be doing. Right. It's just, it's such a, it just felt like such a waste. Um, but now like if, if, I get all my work done or I get all, you know, client projects done, get my to-do list, you know, checked off. Now I'm like, Hmm, what else can I create? What other goals can I hit? Like, what can we plan for the next, you know, there's that room to keep growing. Yes. I love yeah. that. Feeling. And I agree with you. I, there were days I was in the office. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have nothing to do. Like I could just go and live without me here. <laughs> Exactly. And that's, that's one of my favorite things now too, is if I'm in a creative slump or I just kind of been working on something and need to take a break, if I want to take a bike ride, you know, in the middle of the day to kind of clear my head, then come back and, you know, be better and work. I can do that. I, you know, I don't have to ask permission to like step outside and go for a walk and breathe fresh air. <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. You know, you have to have the, you know, that uh, bathroom pass just, Hey, can I, can just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's, it's amazing to have that freedom for sure. That's why, yeah, that's, that's why that's the good thing about entrepreneurship. And also Mm -hmm. we, we have to learn how to balance as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it's like, you could hear how kind of, I mean, just even a small, small part of our story and like why we do what we do, but understanding that and understanding yourself. And like you said, understanding, um, you know, what you like and what you don't like and where you want to go and the goals you want to reach. What we're going to talk about today is all of that is branding. It's your personal brand. You know, it's part of it. Um, so I would say, and I do, well, I do say this, and this is how even I work with all my clients. So I believe that all marketing starts with brand clarity first, because what are we going to market if we don't know that, right? But then every good brand has a story too, Um, especially our personal brand, especially for us, you know, we're solo entrepreneurs, we are our business. So I guess I want to hear from you, like why it's so crucial especially as a personal, um, personal, well, to have a personal brand, but especially as a solo business owner. So it, the personal branding offers to solopreneurs, to business coaches, to entrepreneurs with teams, mm-hmm. the ability of gaining clarity on who they are, what they want, what they need to get what they want. And if they have a team also, how to direct their team to work for their brand. Because mm-hmm. if you as leader and you have, let's say, a small team, let's say three to four people that help you with the content, copywriting, with the editing of videos, okay? Mm-hmm. If you are not clear about how, what direction to give your team, how is it going to flourish? How is it going to move forward? If you yeah. have a vision of, hey, I want to be in three months here. Let's work towards that. I want to understand more the purpose of my brand. What do I want? Or I want to pivot. But if you're not clear where to start, then you're giving just crazy directions to your team and they have no idea where to go. Yeah. So I had this discussion with an entrepreneur once. He said, oh, but I, I just put out co- content so much and I put it there everywhere. Like, great. One thing is to put out content and be consistent. But if you really don't understand the direction you're giving to your team to put that type of content, it's like just putting nice pictures in your room, like in your house. Oh, they look great, but they are, they have no purpose, no intention. You're not decorating, yeah. you're just putting pictures up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's well, the same thing with content. Yeah, yeah. and I, I say that, you know, and this is why I often say to like marketing um, can't work piece by piece. Like it can't be compartmentalized. You know, you can't, like you said, do posting over here, do something on your website over here because from the client perspective or the prospect, you know, when they're on that kind of journey, if they go to your website and the messaging is one thing, then they go to your social media and they want to learn more. They want to get to know you, but then it's different over there. And then they maybe want to sign up for an email and the emails come in and they're something, you know, it's not all aligned. It's just going to leave them confused and it's not going to be impactful at all because you don't even you're not driving them to any one specific goal. hundred percent. And that is a lack of brand clarity that yeah. gave there. It's, it's that it's that you're not clear. So you have a, let's say a brand one liner of your brand and in Instagram, another one in TikTok, another one on your website on your newsletter. So it's confusing. And when people mm-hmm. feel confused, they don't want to connect with you because they say, if you don't understand what do you do, how can you help me understand what yeah. to do? 
Mm-hmm. Like plain and simple. Humans are not that complicated. They're like, if I don't understand, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. And it also feels like, um, I mean, it's hard to trust someone when you can't get a feel for who they actually are. I mean, that's everything that trust is, right? We get to know people over time and we build trust with them. And if like your message keeps changing or one day you're one with, (laughs) well, I used the example once of, um, if you met someone at a party and you were talking with them and you're like, oh, this person is fun. You know, they're really outgoing. And then I don't know, you ran into them somewhere and they just were like super serious. And it was like a completely different person. Um, or they weren't very approachable, you know, right away, you have this kind of hesitation to get close to them because, oh, it's not who I thought you were. And I feel like that is the same experience we have when we, like I said, maybe meet someone on social media and then go to their website and it's not matching up. And it's like, well, wait wait a minute. So we have to kind of take a step back, which we don't want prospects to do. We want them to take a step forward. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So they did this um, analysis on, I don't know if you have read BuzzFeed before, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. They said that some influencers show up a certain way on Instagram, but when you meet them or when, or they're talking to the assistant, they say they're completely someone else. Like everything that they show up as who they are on Instagram or TikTok is an avatar of what they possibly could be, but not who they are. Mm. So when uh, like fans meet them, it's disappointing because you're just acting someone who you're not. So they were analyzing like 10 influencers. They didn't mention them by name, but mm-hmm. it was a very like, like intelligent study because it was interesting. Like there's yeah. nothing more disappointing than meeting, for example, on Instagram, a coach that you really like and you listen to your content. Well, let me book a call with them just, just to, to, to see what they offer. And then when they show up, they're someone completely different. Or, yeah. you know, or they act completely different. So that is a hundred percent. Like, I don't want to work with this person. Yeah, that is, oh my gosh, exactly. And that is why too, well, like you said, it all is brand clarity, making sure it's in line with your personal brand. And that, that feeds through all of your marketing onto the sales. Like it goes from brand all the way to, you know, closing that sale. Um, you know, and I often say too, like marketing is not sales. I mean, it's not right. Marketing is not sales. And that is the perfect example why, you know, you could have a great brand, you could have great marketing, but as soon as, like you said, someone reaches out for that sales call and you're like, man, I can't convert anybody because as soon as they get on the sales call, like that's kind of the end of the road for them. And like you said, that right there could be the issue. If that's not all aligned, they're going to get, you know, like I said, they're going to have to kind of take that step back and be like, well, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought, or this isn't the person I thought I was going to be talking to kind of thing. Yeah. Or also you are attracting, you're not attracting your ideal clients. You know, you are just trying to, yeah, that too. and accepting anyone, because of course there's many people that can book a call with you, but if you see them and you understand it's, it's better that you just say, you know what, maybe this person is not ideal for me. It will mm-hmm. waste 30 minutes of my time for someone that just wants free work. Mm-hmm. It's also important to not accept everyone because then you are going to get exhausted and you're going to feel yeah. like I've been talking to so many people and I don't close leads. Maybe it's not that your offers are not good. Maybe you're not just talking with the right people. So, yeah, exactly. And like you said, I think it goes, it goes right back to your personal brand. Cause I feel like if you're true to yourself with your personal brand, you're going to attract, you're, gonna, you're just going to attract like-minded people, you know, like they say, birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> 
Yes. You know, you're going to attract your people. You know, if, if you show up a certain way, you're going to attract those certain people. Um, and yeah, then once, once, you know, you get on that sales call, it's going to be like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I thought it would be. That also is not only good for you as the business owner, because it just, you know, it, it, you, when you vibe with the person and, and it, it fills you up in a way that, you know, it just wouldn't otherwise, you know, when you really hit it off with somebody, um, but also it's just better for the client too, right? It's, it's better for both parties. If you really, um, you know, we're on that same wavelength with each other. Yes. And with that, like you said, it becomes clarity, but also if you are not true to who you are, right? If you mm -hmm. want to pretend to be someone you're not, and you show that on your brand and the brand is, let's say your reels are doing well, your website looks very nice, your marketing is on point, but you're going to feel frustrated because you maybe are even getting sales. Let's say that even getting sales, like, because you're so good at pretending to be someone you're not that you're getting sales for an offer that you just did because, well, I got to do it. But inside, you're going to feel mm. so frustrated because you're like, this is not me. Like, yeah. I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not or that doesn't even exist. I just created it because yeah. I wanted to get the sales and get, and get the marketing on points or whatever it is. And I have mm -hmm. seen this. Yeah. Um, because also, let's be honest, it, social media makes us see things like always oh, yeah. in comparison to each other. Like maybe I got to do this or maybe I got to do that or maybe I got to hire this guy or this gal or this people. Right. So it's like the more clear, the less clear you are, the more it's easy to influence you with anything that comes up. That is a very good point. That is a very good point. It's almost like it makes you more vulnerable. Yes, it does. Yeah, definitely. Because if you know who you are and you have a clear goal, like you're just going to work, 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 work to get there. And all that other stuff, it's only going to, I guess, matter if you do see a potential in it to get you closer to your goal. But it's not going to be one of those things of like, um, you know, questioning yourself if you're doing things right or if I'm going in the right direction kind of thing. Um and I think when you're in that mindset of questioning everything, it really slows down your drive, like your personal drive, your confidence, your um, just to, to keep moving forward and can lead to burnout and all those things. But if you're doing something, like you said, that aligns with you and it fills you up like inside, you know, that, I mean, nothing can stop you really once you're on your own I'll give you an example. Like when I started, when I was in video production, right? When I was in video doing content and all of that, yeah. I got into the mode of like hustle mode, like nothing else but hustle because I had to close clients. I had to edit videos. And that was, I don't know what year that I learned who Gary Vee was. I have no idea who he was like, but then someone sent me a video of him. I don't remember the year, honestly. And he was, and he, that was the, his era of talking about hustle, right? Mm. So hustle this, hustle that. Now he changed it to happiness and mindfulness and all the all the rest that he says. Yeah. So I got into this mode. You've got to see, like, I was so skinny. Like, I was so focused on that. Oh. I was drained. I was tired. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, this is not who I am. I don't want to live like this. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, working is good, but working with intention and purpose is important. So oh, yeah. mm -hmm. it happened to me. I also, when I wasn't uh, a coach, 
I also was obsessed with the idea that I got to do this. I got to do this event. I got to work with these people. Maybe I should do videos of, instead of 30 seconds, five seconds. Or, and so I didn't have an established sense of where I wanted to go. And mm -hmm. that leads into hearing whoever it is that you're hearing. Oh, maybe I should do what he's saying or what she's saying or go to the networking events. So yeah, that is also branding, gaining the clarity of who you are. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because otherwise you just, like you described, you just keep pivoting, just keep pivoting. You pivot this way and you pivot that way. And what ends up happening is you're really taking like two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, one step forward. But when you, you know, know where you want to go and you have that brand clarity, it's like, it's just constant step forward, you know? Yes. Not, yeah. not that we won't make mistakes. Of course we will. But the more clear you are, the more confidence you feel. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I was listening to this podcast that they were saying, like, some people sell you these courses to be more confident when the mm -hmm. confidence is not something you can sell, it's something that you become, right. the more things you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like how can you teach someone to be confident if they're not even trying, you know? Mm hmm. Have to yeah. try to feel for themselves. That's how you become confident. Mm -hmm. It's but the same with like, yeah, sorry. No, like confidence is not a little pill that they give you and like you become confident. That's right. If it were that easy, right? <laughs> well, it's like, it's the same, I think too, with finding what you're passionate about. Like you can't just, someone can't just tell you what that is. Like you literally have to just try things. You know, I mean, when I was younger, I mean, my passion was music. I mean, you know, like a lot of younger people, people it's like music 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 or I want to be an actor I want to be you know whatever um you were a singer, right I, remember I sure. was yeah and I was like I just want to be able to make a living at it like I don't need to be famous would that be awesome to tour and be you know famous? like sure um <laughs> but it was never like I was like I just want to make a living at it and so like I did that for a long time right I actually did gigs and all through college like that was my job and into my 20s you know that's what I did and then I found other things that I loved. It wasn't that music no longer filled me up or anything like that, but it kind of, I felt, um, I don't know, maybe it wasn't moving as fast as I wanted it to or something like that, but it wasn't like a devastating thing because I was always constantly trying other things or kind of getting my feet wet in other things. And you start to find things that you're passionate about. I mean, if you would have told me then when I was doing that, you're not going to be, uh, you know, in music, you're actually going to be in marketing and you're going to be helping small businesses start their business. I'd be like, what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, going to college and trying different classes, you know, I didn't even start out in marketing or communications or journalism, um, I was trying everything. I took classes in real estate. I took classes. Um, I was a psychology major for a while. That's why I talk about psychology a lot too. Um, like that you yeah. talk about psychology because I think psychology has so much influence on marketing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In sales and in sales too. Oh my gosh. So much, so much. Um, well, just like we talked about when someone's, you know, if your messaging is off and it makes someone not trust you, I mean, that's all, it's all psychology based. Um, but yeah, so I found all these things that I loved and then I literally like stumbled into, um, communications, which included like advertising PR and marketing and, um, journalism and all of that. And then I was like, Oh, like you can do this and this and that. And yeah, I can do all these creative things for one, one job. And 
Then I started working in my job and I built this marketing department. And then I was like, I could do this on my own. And so it's like, I'm so passionate about this now. Like I love, you know, helping other businesses and other people realize their passions, just like I found mine and building that and making it their job and having that freedom and all of that. But it's like, that's not something you find overnight. <laughs> it just, no, you, you don't, try different things. you have to, to work for it. And maybe you're passionate about something, but then when you start working and you, you really don't like it, mm-hmm. it's going to happen yeah. and it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe you're passionate about cooking, but, and you may think that you can be a professional chef, but then when you see that you have to stand up for long hours and <laughs> you need to, you know, have, have a perfect cut or whatever. I talk about because my husband does pastry. He's a pastry chef. Oh, and hours. And he does like private events, but no, I'm just there to support him, film content for him, take pictures, eat the pastry. And you go, babe. <laughs> no, like yeah. I wouldn't you know it's, but he is passionate about it. And he loves it. And he enjoys it. Yeah. But some people will like love cooking, but standing up for so many hours, like, no. Mm-hmm. no. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you need to love it, honestly. Anything that you yeah. do, you need to, to love it, experiment it, investigate and test it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah. And everything you do along the way, like everything I've done along the way helps with what I do now. Everything, even the music, because I learned per- talking about personal branding. I mean, I learned so much about personal branding doing that. I mean, I was the brand, right? I had to sell that. I had to market that. Um, so it's like, it's funny, you know, looking back now, it's like, oh, I, I always was doing this just in a different way. And, you know, it's same with you. You know, you said you did all that video editing and everything now. And it's like, you're still doing video. I mean, I see your YouTube videos, you know, you, you're yes, showing. I, I use that knowledge. And yeah. you, you did, you said a great point. Who you, like your experiences helped you become the person that you are today, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I always tell like my clients, because I first, when I start with them, it's about understanding them, okay? Understanding who they are, what are their goals, what limits them, uh, how to show up, why don't they don't show up this way, what is keeping them there? Like, I always like to do that deep analysis before even going to the branding, because even though they say, hey, I know who I am, okay, but let's go deeper and understand, because you may be forgetting about some experiences that you have lived yeah. And that's why they help you become the person that you are today. Mm-hmm. So like every time someone asks me, hey, how do I start brand? How do I start, start my personal brand? Or what is the first steps that I need to do? I always tell them, okay, you always need to think about your experiences and how they have helped you become the person that you are today. And, yeah. and see what is in common. See how you can help other, another person through those experiences, you mm-hmm. know, because we all have different experiences. You have singing, you know about marketing, you did real estate agent, uh, real estate studies too, but you're not like a, a singing and real estate and marketing. You <laughs> right. saw like something in common and said, Hey, you know, I'm a common thread about yeah. marketing and about helping people. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really understanding your experiences to see what they have in common and to see how you can use them to help others. But it all starts with you. Like if you're not clear on who you are and if you don't invest in yourself to get better or to improve or to learn, don't expect other people to invest in you. That's why I always tell coaches Mm -hmm. and 
upcoming entrepreneurs or thinking about becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. When they say, I don't want to invest on that. I don't, you know, it's too expensive or whatever it is, or they're hesitant. Like, okay, you also have to ask yourself, how much time do you have? Like, right. does your time is valuable to you or not? Mm-hmm. If you want to go faster, you need someone that has lived already that and helps you cut that time in half. Exactly. Because of course, like in your case, let's see, like any client can go to Google, chat, GPT, whatever it is, TikTok, and learn about marketing. Of course we can. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can get 10,000 different opinions about what marketing is. Yeah. But if you really enjoy someone like you, like that understands and that has clients, isn't it better to go with someone that has 10 plus years of experience that has worked with other clients and that knows what they're doing than mm-hmm. going all over the internet, trying to find yeah. ideas here and there to start? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because, you know, and I've, um, you know, I've often, you know, working with people, they'll be like, oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? You know, we'll work together on, on different things. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, I got, that's done. Like I got that part done. They're like, you did that already. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> like when you've done something for 10, 12 plus years, you, you figure out those, like you've tried every angle, like you've tried every which way to do something. You are aware of all the options. Um, there's just so much insight that you have. So you can do things faster and more efficient. You know, it's why if, if I, here's an example, say I needed a plumber right? I needed a plumber to come to my house. Sure. I mean, I've done minor plumbing work, fun fact. Um, so like if I need to like go and like, right, right, Lindsay. Yeah. I know, I'm just like, I don't. Well, so you'll like- say brave, but I did forget to turn the water off the one time and I had like psh, water just spraying all over the basement. So this is why maybe you want to <laughs> get help, but, um, but yeah, so it's like, sure. I could take the time to do that. But if I wanted to hire a plumber and I found two plumbers offering the exact same service, one and same price, but one could do it in 30 minutes and it would take another two hours, I will hire the more efficient person, right? So I I feel it's the same with, you know, with what we do too, we can, because we've done it for so long, we just know what to look for, what to ask, what angle to take. You know, we have frameworks in place that we know are proven to work or proven to be successful. And we do that now. Yes, you can learn all that on your own, but that took me 10 years to get to that point. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I certainly couldn't do it nine years ago <laughs> the way I can do it today. Ooh. You know, and every entrepreneur in Lindsay has had a mentor. Like every entrepreneur that mm-hmm. I know, every small business owner that I know, every solopreneur had a mentor that helped them get there, you know? Yeah. It will keep getting more mentors as long as your goals keep growing. Right. Want someone that is like 10 years ahead of them or five years ahead of them. Because yeah, like, how did you do this? You know? Yeah. Yes. That's how you grow. You don't grow by ha- hiring someone that just started learning about what to do. Like you want to hire someone that is 10 steps ahead of you. Exactly. Exactly. And also just having that outside perspective, especially when you were talking about your brand, you know, like, how do I start my own brand? You know, how do I start my own business? Having that outside perspective, because, you know, it's true. Like they say, sometimes people know you better than you know yourself. Very right. That's what I tell my clients. Like, yes, you can, you, of course you understand who you are, what you do like, you know, but I'm working with a client currently that he said, like, 
you have helped me see things that I know, but you have helped me clarify exactly what is slowing me down, what is keeping me stuck. And we have gone over this weeks and that now that we're starting branding, I have more clarity going into branding because I understand what has kept me stuck and what hasn't not been helping me to be more productive. Mm-hmm. All yeah. that has to be covered before going to branding, right? And, be, mm-hmm. and in your case, you need to cover, you need to be sure that this person understands their brand before going to marketing. Oh, yeah. You're going to feel overwhelmed with this client. Like, so they don't know yeah. what they want or who they are and they want ads. Like, why? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Your brand is everything that you will market. So if that's not clear, what are we even marketing? Um, you know, who are we attracting? You know, what messaging are we we putting out there? And then, you know, you just bring up ads. It's like, if you don't understand that, like if you're not clear on that and your marketing isn't, you know, doesn't have a clear path, spending money on ads will literally just be throwing money down the drain um, because you don't have all those systems in place that are aligned with your brand. Like ads are the last thing you should do. Everything else comes before ads. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like think about the commercials that people do for Toyota, for a new car that Toyota has. Mm-hmm. They need to understand what that car does, what is the performance, if it's for a family or, or, or for, it's for a couple, or if it's fast or if it's a van. Like they need to know all that yeah. before even calling the guys, hey, we need to do a video that markets this new van in 30 seconds or less. So people that have big families can invest in it but they need to do all that project even before going to that spot, to that commercial. And maybe if they want to go to the Super Bowl, they need to work for months before oh my gosh, yeah. those 30 seconds in TV or Netflix or whatever is going to go. And the mm-hmm. same thing is with your brand. You need to work on yourself. You need to understand what do you want, gain clarity, gain the direction, understand what makes you stand out, build your uniqueness understand who you're talking to, to then call the marketing department. Hey, I know what I am, but I now need to have a better website, better do apps or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But you need to do all of that work before. Right. So building a, like, like building a bridge, but really the understanding that the legs. What you're connecting. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. no, that's not going to work. Yeah. You know? Like, don't just start building the bridge and then, you know you're going to end up out in the middle of the ocean or something like (laughs) you got to know where you're going, but yeah, it's like true because you know, if you pay all this money for this ad, there could be so many things that go wrong with that. But one being, you know, someone sees the ad and then like we said earlier, they go to your website and it just totally doesn't match. You bring up the car example. Like, I don't know, imagine a car company like Mercedes isn't clear on who they are yet. Right. They're more of a luxury, right. Car, but if the ad looked more rustic or like in the wilderness, it, it wouldn't attract the right. Far trying to be Jeep, like I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. And see, there's the power of branding right there because as soon as I said rustic, whatever, you brought up Jeep. I was like, yep. <laughs> That's so important because what are you going to market if you don't understand what you're marketing? Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, exactly. So there's that whole process like, know your brand and this, you know, personal brand for, you know, a smaller businesses, but even the largest businesses in the world have a personality, you know, yes, they all have a personality. They, they have to, like, for example, I had a client that he's big in his industry, but 
he was falling into the trend cycle, jumping mm -hmm. on every trend that existed everywhere on TikTok and on Instagram. Blending so in. He, of course, people yeah. were getting attention and people were having fun. And, and yes, it's fast because it's a trend. I just do it in five seconds. I post it and that's it. I don't have to think about it. But then he was like, but clients are not taking me seriously. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I, that I do a deeper work than what I show. And I said, because what you're showing is not bad. It's fun. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. But there has to be a deeper meaning in your content. Like if you're a professional on whatever it is that you do, show the behind the scenes, show how you started, tell your story. Like it has to go deeper because if you are just jumping on trends, it's fun, but people are going to be like, yeah, that's a trend guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They're going to see you as the fun, like, yeah, exactly. And if your brand's not that, like if your brand's not, well, I don't want to say not fun, but you know, yeah. Or taking that trend and making it your own. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. If you are just jumping on trends or what's popular, then you're going to feel exhausted because you are going where everyone is going. I know. Cause I do, I mean, pretty much all, well, okay. I, sorry. I had a couple of thoughts come into my head at once, <laughs> but one thing too, that, 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 that does is you can easily attract a lot of followers, but not your ideal client when you're doing all these trends and, you know, are you going to grow, you know, all these followers and then none of them, they're ever going to convert. Or would you rather have, you know, less followers that are actually going to buy from you, you know, because people will follow on a whim. I have followed so many accounts where one example is on, I was on TikTok and there was this woman, I love all the animal content. So she like found a, I even forget what it was like a baby possum or something like that. And so she had to like rescue it. And, and then I was like, oh, that's cute. So I'm thinking, oh, she must do a lot of like animal content. So I followed immediately. The next day or two days later, she pops up in my feed and she's like, hey, I noticed a lot of you followed me. That's not my normal content. Um, I'm an author. So, you know, if you don't want to be here, you know, whatever, then just letting you know, like that's not my normal content. And it's like, I never would have guessed I just followed an author. Never would have guessed. Yeah. And you that's know? about trends and going viral. Like uh -huh. go viral about something that you just randomly put in, like, because it was fun and you don't do anything about it. It's going to affect your brand. Honestly, it's going to affect mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Of course, it's a nice feeling getting the followers and the views. Of course it is. I'm, we're all human. We right. like to be acknowledged and we like to be praised, of course. Mm -hmm. But if you're serious about what you're doing, like it's better to go viral because of something that you really love doing. Yes. And like, wow, I went viral because of this message that I truly believe in, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you can build on that and build on that and convert and sell and all the things, you know, even that example with the possum, like if she would have came on and been like, yeah, I'm an author. I write wildlife books or I don't know something. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Exactly. But it was something like, I forget what it was romance novels or like, oh, okay. So and science fiction, or I don't know. It was something way, it was something way, not even, you know, um, close. So even I sometimes, especially with TikTok, cause I am on there, but I don't post too often. Um, and even in stories on Instagram, I'm really careful about those moments. I do share, um, because I think you should show a personal side, of course, but there's a way to to, to do that, you know, that still aligns with your brand. 
hundred percent. If you're building a brand like, and you're not authentic, it's weird. Like it is weird. And I want to bring up too, I think there is a lot of people struggle with what does authentic mean when you're building a personal brand? Because I think a lot of people think authentic means like we just said, like show up on camera crying or, you know, show pictures of your family vacation or things like that. And that's not authentic. Doesn't mean sharing everything about your life. Authentic means, are you truly is your personality who you truly are aligned with what you are showing us, what you are telling us, how you're showing up, all of those things. Um, you know, does it align? Yeah. Are you authentic of the content you're putting out there? Mm-hmm. Are you the intention of helping others in X thing that you help? Yeah. Like, is that something that you are really passionate and true about? Mm-hmm. Because that coach is doing it. So let me do it too, because it looks good. And it's mm-hmm. going to make me look good. So that is not authentic. And right. I, I really supposed a few months ago saying personal branding is not acting. Like if you're oh, acting. That's good. Yeah. It, because people confuse. People think that because you turn on IG stories, you need mm-hmm. to become someone else. Yeah. Or you have to become a news reporter that they need to become someone else because that's part of the job. Like they right. need to share the story step by step with a t- specific tone. I understand that job, but mm-hmm. you are a solopreneur or entrepreneur and you have your iPhone and you're recording something that you want to share. Be yourself. And, and I understand it can be overwhelming. Like how, how I am yourself. Everybody says be yourself, but it's about gaining the clarity. When you're yes. clear, you don't even mm-hmm. think about being yourself. You just are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have the perfect example of that. Like you said, showing up, you know, filming a video, I was helping a client was like, we we should start doing some video and, um, you know, they're comfortable with that. And, um, so we were just talking about some ideas and right away they were like, well, you know, how should I, you know, how should I dress? I saw other people were like dressed up. Like, do I do that? And I was like, just be yourself. What do you normally wear? I said, what do you normally wear? And they said what they normally wear. I said, show up on video like that. Said, how do you typically look when you meet clients? And they're like, well, I wear, you know, a business casual. And I said, well, show up like that you know, just show up as you are. That right there is a perfect example of authentic because now if if you're constantly showing up on camera one way and then you meet in person or you meet on a Zoom call and now they're completely different, again, it's those little tiny things that make us trust a person. Like, oh, this is, this is exactly who I've been watching. You know, I feel like I know them already, you know? Exactly. And like when you watch movies, the intention is that, that the actress becomes someone else they're portraying someone that they're not so right. it makes sense when you meet the actress or actor in the street they're completely opposite because they're not that character exactly but in our case if you're building your brand you are the character you are yourself mm-hmm. so what's going to stop you in the street or have a one-on-one interview with you or have a coffee with you it's better that you show up as who you are yes. every right? Because professional doesn't mean like suit and tie or, you know, whatever, unless that is authentically you, like you enjoy that. You dress up like that every day. That is authentically you, but don't think you have to do that to be professional. You can still be professional and be yourself. hundred percent. Show up as you are. And and that's part where we're talking about clarity, clarity on who you are. So you can gain self-awareness of who you are and you develop yourself because you are starting with clarity. So if you were to, well, first, I know we kind of already talked about this, but how can we use our story to kind of wrap that up? Like, how can we use our story to create 
um, our brand and then also feed that into like content that converts, you know, what, what can we, um, what stories can we use to do that? And then any tips that you have um, for businesses to start implementing, you know, if they haven't already like building their personal brand, what are some tips they can do to kind of get there? Okay. So let me answer first the, the second question. So yeah. if you already started building your brand or halfway, or you are like stuck, okay. You first have to ask yourself, okay, what makes my brand what it is? Like, how am I showing up? Am I showing up because I believe in this message, because I believe in what I share and my experiences and my value? And am I expressing it correctly? Do people understand or are they confused about it? Mm -hmm. Like, if everybody started and you have to ask yourself, why are people not talking to me or investing or connecting? Get, get, see an analysis, go to your post and ask yourself, if I was the audience, would I invest in myself? Like, yeah. is this clear or confusing? Like, mm -hmm. and just yeah. always do it. Even with my post, I go back and say, maybe this was a little bit too confusing or too wordy. Yeah. What is the analysis to do? Like mm -hmm. in any project that you are, if you're starting and you have no idea of if personal branding is important, I wanted to ask yourself, like, you don't invest in Nike just because it's a shoe. You invest it because Serena Williams uses it because Michael Jordan has used it and still uses it. You invest in the story that Nike creates and markets about how that athlete enjoys using that specific sneaker. How so it will make you feel and yes. all of that. Yeah. And when they're going to invest in your product and your offer and your consultation, they want to trust you because mm -hmm. let's be honest, anyone can create a course of 12 weeks or whatever weeks, how many, but if they're not purchasing the service, you're purchasing you and the, your trust and your story. So that's yes. to answer the first question. Well, I love that you bring that up because there are thousands of other people that do what you do, right? Thousands. So anyone can find marketing services. Anyone can find someone to help them do brand development, can help someone do their website, can help someone, I don't know, a, a cleaning service, anything, right? But you connect, you pick that service based on the personality 100%. of the brand or the story. Exactly. Yeah. This personal brand. And how to use your story to offer tips or tricks or hacks is thinking, how did you gain that knowledge on those tips? Like what part of your story helped you understand that these are the three questions that you need to ask yourself to build a stronger marketing strategy? What yeah. helped you get there? Like, yes, share the tips, but also share how you learned tip one, tip two, tip three, you know, yeah. it's a recipe. If you're passionate about cooking. How did you get to cook that bread instead of in an hour, 30 minutes? What experience? What did you test? What do you let go? And that is a, very, a better way to share a tip or a hack or whatever oh, it is yeah. you want to share because you're introducing your experiences and people are like, oh, okay, cool. So she learned how to do marketing because she was a singer first and oh, that's really nice. So now you're sharing a story. Yes. Yes. You can go to ChatGPT and say, hey, give me three things that I need to know about a brand. Here it is. Boom. Yep. Yep. If it's something someone can just Google, mm -hmm. you have to incorporate yourself or your client's story, or you have to incorporate that in there somehow because that automatically gives you that authority. Like, oh, they didn't just Google this and regurgitate it for a post. 
they actually put it into action themselves, saw the results for themselves, and now they're sharing that story with us. Same with a client. Like if I help a client do something, I will share that story. Hey, here's what my client and I did, and here's the results they got, and here's how we did it. Um, yeah, definitely way more impactful than just. Yes, because look, Lindsay, we're nowadays, anybody can create anything. They can mm-hmm. have avatars of clients they never had ever before. They yeah. are creating it. They don't exist. They can create a program in ChatGPT to build it for them. Yes, they can. You can do it. But what you cannot replace with AI is your story. Mm-hmm. You can do AI for good, but yeah. don't ever forget who you are and how you are the one giving the instructions to AI or to whatever tool that you are that you want to do to build. So it helps yes. your clients. Yes. That's my last suggestion. Don't forget who you are and mm-hmm. that you have experiences that no one else has. Yeah, exactly. Even if you use that AI and it gives you an idea or whatever, take that and repurpose it to fit your narrative because that no one can take that from you. No one. You. <laughs> Happy we agree on that. Yes. (laughs) Well, I think that was great. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and your experiences, Um, you know, all of your years of experience and leading up to, you know, finding your passion and now sharing that with everybody. I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing that. And I have learned so much from you and um, yeah, I think others will too. So thank you so much for the invitation, Lindsay. It was amazing talking to you. It's, it's easy. I like it. Oh, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's very easy talking to you too. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks so much to my guest, Karina Belmonte. If you'd like to connect with Karina or learn more about her services, you can find her information in the description of this podcast. And once again, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, where I partner with passionate business owners to help them show up with purpose, build a strong digital presence, and bring in more leads online. And I want to enable you to do more of what you love because my passion is helping you grow yours. For more small business marketing tips, subscribe to this podcast or learn more at bertamarketing.com. Thanks for listening.